And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show, Monday through Friday, on the Athletic Podcast Network. Whoa. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. to the Basket Buds edition of the Athletic NBA Show podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards. We got Jay King. We got James Edwards III. We got Dave Dufour. We got a full squad, gentlemen, for the first time in a long time. You know why? Because basketball is back. As we record this, we've got the first preseason game pretty much under wraps with Cam Thomas being a being a superstar like we all know he's going to be for the Brooklyn Nets on this Monday when this podcast comes out nine games league is not messing around with this preseason nine games on Monday to get everyone back in the mix of things as we uh I don't know, kind of go in and out of this uh, Monday night football into the preseason action. And so I guess the thing we got to start off with is we'll go back to Philadelphia. And let me tell you, when 2-5 made it known that he's not stressed about not getting that $8.25 million a uh, little uh, upfront bonus that he gets, not bonus, but that portion of his contract that he gets when he was like, yeah, I'm not stressed about that. You can keep that, put that in an escrow account. I damn near reinstated his name into the podcast. <laughs> like damn near, because you know what? He's been playing the game of chicken with the, uh, with the Philadelphia 76ers. And he's been playing a game of chicken with Daryl Morey. And I got to tell you, he's winning right now, even though he's missing that $8.25 million payment. Trey, 2-5 is really digging his heels into this whole, I'm not going to play here anymore. There's nothing you can do about it. He wants to go somewhere. According to, I think it was a report from Kevin O'Connor to the ringer. He wants to go somewhere, be the focal point of the offense. And Joel Embiid's like, hey, 2-5, we've been catering to your ass. Like you look at this, we're like it's nothing but shooters on this team now. Like we've we've surrounded you with the people you need to be surrounded by. And he even said it was kind of surprising to see what what was said. Even going back to the reason we signed Al, we got rid of Jimmy, which I still think was a mistake. But he needed the ball in his hands, and that's the decision they made. But like I said, it's surprising. I'm focused on the guys that are here. The situation's weird, disappointing, borderline kind of disrespectful to all the guys that are out here fighting for their lives. Some guys rely on the team to be successful, to stay in the league and make money somehow. Because if you're on a winning team, you're always going to have a spot in the league just because you're on a winning team and you contributed. So, Trey, with 2-5, playing this game of chicken, with Joel Embiid coming out and, you know, throwing a little bit of ether into, into the mix, uh, are we ever going to get a resolution to this? Or do we get to talk about this uh this trade request forever no i think we do get a resolution from it i think the idea that two five is basically treating training camp like he's a running back this holdout is something we haven't seen before um i think that the (laughs) nba needs to step in and resolve it obviously 
they have uh, what forfeited his first check, which was like eight million dollars or something like that. But he does make a lot of money, and he's still crazy in his head if he thinks he's just going to toss away a whole salary. Um, but it, it's a bad reflection when you really think about the professionalism and right. caring about what people say, right? The media is going to write things that you might not like. Fans are going to say things that you might not like. But I'm, 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 I'm kind of interested to think that has he ever handled criticism? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got people that joke on you and you, you might not talk to him for a few days, but then you kind of get over it. But this whole, you know, we'll forget them. And now I need to team, you know, I need a team to be built around me. I like, like Joel said, right. I'm glad that he's finally saying the right things and, and, and no longer lying. Um, how this thing really is playing out. And I don't really see any NBA teams outside of Orlando magic that really just guts or lays on the floor for Ben Simmons to be the focal point, maybe a San Antonio Spurs, but I don't think pop wants to deal with that. No, nah, pop, you know what I mean? Like, pop, pop may pop may want to leave that for the next person, but he doesn't want to. Yeah, do no, he doesn't, he doesn't, doesn't want to deal with that at that. all, but I don't really expect Ben to be back with the Sixers at training camp. I do expect him to be playing game one in someone else's uniform. So, however, I don't think I think the price has shifted. He's messed that up. But yeah. then also, yeah. it's really not on Philly to bend. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it's well, still it, in their hands I'm, to do what they need to do. If he's willing to take the hit financially, it's not really on anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a game of chicken. Like Jay, I mean, I think Ben Simmons is being unprofessional he's being a baby about this and yet he's doing it in such a bold manner i kind of respect it see here's where i disagree with you the sixers made it abundantly clear last postseason after the way everything ended that they didn't appreciate ben simmons they made it clear before that by trying to trade him they like the two most important figures in that locker room, Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, both came out and were very critical of him. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't, I, don't, I don't know if you saw this, but Doc said that his comments were misconstrued, misrepresented. Yeah, yeah. As they, they then try- we played back the comments, it was like, no, nah, you said that shit. Like, that's, there's no other way to take it. <laughs> they tried to salvage the situation, it seemed like. Joel went out on Twitter and said, you know, I, I like playing with. With Ben or whatever yeah, he said on Twitter, and then blow. Doc, it was a cleanup job. Doc tried to yeah, Doc tried it, to spin it back. Doc and then, had four months, and the but, best he but, could come up with, I was Simmons, misrepresented in this direct. Simmons quote. is sitting over there, like, <laughs> like I know exactly what you guys said. It was it was very public what happened. I, I understand what's going on here, but I also think Joel was telling the truth, and Joel did everything short of say Ben Simmons was the problem here. Ben Simmons has always been the problem here. And if he doesn't realize that, he should. <laughs> you know, like they yeah. have tried to surround him with shooting. They've tr- surrounded him with Jimmy Butler. They surrounded him with Al Horford. They've they've gotten the 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 third All Star type guy, and they got rid of Jimmy for they Ben. They got rid of Jimmy right. for Ben. They it's and none of it's worked. Some at some point you got to look at yourself. Understand, I've never gotten better offensively in the NBA. At some point you got to understand this team lacks shooting because I lack shooting. And I, I think from from Ben's perspective, the only thing that I would say about the fit that doesn't make a, a lot of sense is that Joel needs to play a slower game because 
he's bigger and a bit lumbering and not always in perfect shape. And Simmons needs to play fast. But other yeah, than that, but- they've tried whatever they could. And if he was good enough, if he was the guy that people thought he was going to be, then none of the other stuff would have mattered. They would have been good enough. But he's not. Right. And- well, but the whole thing with like the style of play that you, you mentioned there, like Dave, like I've never I know there are egos to manage and everything, but can't you just play fast and if it doesn't if you don't get a shot then you wait for Joel to get his big ass down the floor and then you give it to him in the post and then you know run that like I've never understood yeah. why you can't have a mix of that so easily also they do right like this is the thing is like this we've seen this work it works okay it's not perfect but they didn't have a lot of depth and you know I, I think this idea that it didn't work is just kind of crazy because it Really did work. Like they, they had a good shot at making the finals last year. And even if it was a fake season, you know, it doesn't matter. Like that was the third best team in the East and in the, the regular Toronto season year too. We forget about that. And, yeah. I mean, listen, man, like it did work sort of, it just didn't work all the way. And clearly the personalities now are, are a big problem. And, and so it's over, but like, you know, we saw Ben Simmons, being able to score in transition, being chaotic on defense and doing all these things with Joel Embiid on the court. So um, it clearly can work. But the idea that I, and like Mo has talked about this a lot and, and he had talked about it last week on Nerder, his idea of, you know, doing sort of like what Milwaukee does with Giannis, but with Ben Simmons. And I understand that in theory. But the difference is that I think that Giannis's touch makes the biggest difference in the world. He is not scared to go attack the basket because he can actually finish. And that well, is what you have to, like Zion he's also, can do it. He's also he not finish, afraid to like miss free throws. That's not thing. afraid of anything. Right, or right. shoot a jumper right. if it's there. And, and so like the idea that Ben Simmons, who you're not worried about him actually shooting, you're not really worried about him finishing at the basket because you know he wants to get to that right hand and really doesn't even have any touch with it. Like how the hell is that an offense, man? That's a dude who's dribbling around looking for guys to give the ball to. So I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't think anyone really knows who they are as a basketball player. Yeah, James, what do you see as the resolution to all this? I mean, it's obviously got to be a trade. There's no fixing it in Philly. Yeah. I just yeah, he's I wonder move. what that ends up looking like because it it's looking more and more like Daryl Moore is just going to have to take a hit on this in terms of what he, yeah, gets, he is. And what he gets back. And we talked about it after the comments in the playoffs. Like that's like a trade just has to happen. And Ben is being ultimate level of petty. And as much as I loved the the Doc and Joel comments in the playoffs, like I understand why Ben's just not gonna show up. Like I know he gets paid a lot, but it was pretty vocal. Why he's just not going to show up. That's a great. <laughs> like it's, it was, it was very blatant. Um, what was said, no matter how much Doc believes his words were misconstrued. Like I understand why he's going to this level of petty, um, but it's a whole, it's a mess. Like it's the the Sixers, in a sense, are the ones because of like what you said, Zach. How Ben has played this, like the Sixers are going to take the hit. Um, as, lo- as long as he's willing the- to take the financial hit until that happens, like it, there is, yes, there could exactly. be a point where he's like, all right, this is a lot of money I'm giving up. Right. Like right. there is, a, well, there is even a tipping then, point if he that. comes back, it's, it's weird. Well, but that's the thing. That's, it's, that's what works. That's the thing that, that he did. Like, I, I think this is a bold game of chicken for him. And I think it's, it's interesting to go about it this way, but how do guys get traded? Guys get traded by being a problem. This isn't being right. a problem. Yep. This is being away from the team. Like Jimmy Butler came in and made it awkward. James Harden came in and was out of shape and terrible by his standards. 
right? And that got right. both of them traded when they wanted to get traded. Two five being away from the team, like it's it's a financial hit. He's just oh no, taking yeah. up a roster spot. No, that, that's a huge problem. Taking up a roster because spot. Joel Embiid must be sitting there. Like we were number one in the East last year. We had a great team, and yeah. our second best player is not here. Yeah. And, and we have nothing. And we have nothing in, in, in return, return for him. They got to go get some vets. Yeah. Though, so they, so it's a huge they, problem. They, they, it is a huge problem. It's not. For them it's right not a now. huge yeah. problem until week uh, until the first week of the season. Right now, it's not a problem. Agreed. Right yes, now, right. they are just playing basketball, learning how to play with that. Though I think they're gonna have you know obviously whether they have Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxey at the one. And just figure yeah. it out. But like overall, if they can, if, it's going to be like when the Pistons got rid of Josh Smith and won like twenty straight games. <laughs> it's addition by yeah, subtraction. I mean, Yo, to be the, honest, though, like, I, I honestly make. think that whenever they do make the move, and they, if they can bring in some some legitimate like vet guys, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. I don't think they just yeah. drop all the way off. You know what I mean? Because no, yeah. no, no, no. The the they're deep. I yeah, like the, they'll be fine in terms of like. It's not like they're going to miss the playoffs unless Embiid gets hurt, right? Like they'll they'll be fine. Right. It's just it's yeah. just how much of a decline they is might there. not. Yeah. Well, see, that's been the the interesting thing to kind of to think about, right? Um, you know, Joel's going to miss games, like we already know that, and now they're not going to have Ben Simmons to to give him a little bit of that chaos. Do you remember that game? What did he score forty two against yeah, Utah? But they yeah. he was lost. playing like center most lost. of the time. Yeah, sure. They did, but clearly, like, it wasn't Ben Simmons that caused them to lose. And, and so they don't have that guy. I mean, is Tobias Harris going to be able to kick it up a notch? He is not. You know, when, somebody when Joel's who, not who out watched there. him try <laughs> no, to be the man no, in no, Detroit. No, 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 no. Tobias right. under Doc Rivers is a different player. Tobias That's under true. Doc That's Rivers fair. a lot of pick and roll for him, right? That's yeah. fair. Yeah, so he gets a lot of pick and roll opportunities. So, I mean, maybe that is, you know, maybe that is sustainable. But I doubt they're going to be... Ahead of Miami and Atlanta at this point, um, right? Like I just trust those teams more now. Because part of it is depth yeah. too. I need to see what they're going to get back for for Simmons. But I think Miami is is going to be pretty good. But Atlanta with all that depth and being good, like I just think that they have a real good chance at supplanting Philly in that Maybe, three yeah, spot. I wonder. I wonder yeah. if there is a pushback on Atlanta now that not that they necessarily surprised people last year, but there was such yeah. a dramatic I need one change. more show. Yeah. Here. Like I, I, I'm not doubting they're a playoff team and I'm not doubting they could, they'll avoid the playing sure. tournament or maybe even be a top four seed. Like I could, I could see all that happening. I just, there's something about it where I'm like, I just want to see a little bit longer, you know, before I completely yep. buy in. Yeah. That's fair. It felt Cinderella yeah. like, like Monmouth. It's such a, it's such a the, the random ass seed. turnaround, right? Like in the middle yeah. of a season from a coaching firing and, and, I would assume teams will be better prepared for it this year, but also on the other side of that, right. like now Nate McMillan has a full training camp to put in everything, right. Yep. And put in everything on the flag. Yeah. DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre Hunter's back. Like, like they have, right. they have, you can, you can spin that in the way that actually it's going to be way more positive for Atlanta now too. So I could see it either way. Yeah. Agreed. So I, but if you're Philly, right, you, you have to, you have to start thinking about yeah. that. Like you yeah. want home court in the playoffs. And so that means that it's going to get late really, really early. If you, if you come out of the gate and you're, you know, six and eight, or, you know, let's say, I mean, you know, Joel Embiid ha- had a knee injury mm-hmm. not long ago. Let's say he's got a, he can't play, you know, first uh, six games. Maybe he can only do five of the first six. All right. So there, maybe you got a loss chalked up there and you got to start thinking about that as the season goes on, that some of these, 
nights where Joel is going to have to take the night off, there's going to be losses often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, speaking of missing games, ooh, the vaccine mandate in New York, Brooklyn, San Francisco. It is all, uh, it's just raging now that the NBA has said, hey, you're not getting paid if you're out because of this, right? They're tapping pockets. Tapping pockets. And so we're still waiting to see what happens with Kyrie. And um, I don't know what happened with Bradley Beal. I don't know if he's just trolling us. I don't know if he's not vaccinated. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't really affect him because DC does not have the same mandate in, in terms of vaccinations for these large gatherings. Uh, but we saw Andrew Wiggins try to get a religious exemption. And then we saw Andrew Wiggins say like, yeah, you know, I'm doing my own research. I don't really know about this. And then we get it to, we get it this weekend of like, oh, by the way, he got his first shot. Like he's good. Like he's, he can now play and be available for all games. Like he's, he's getting vaccinated. So once you start tapping those pockets and it's great. Um, and, and while Ben Simmons is fine, giving up, you know, one, one hundredth of a, of a check, maybe every, uh, every couple of, every couple of games, um, Andrew Wiggins, who makes about the same, I think thought, nope. I'll take all my money. Thank you very much. You guys, I'll, I'll see you on the court. Like I'll take this. And so uh, I'm curious, you know, Trey, uh, I'm curious, like, you know, we went from 90% to now reportedly 95% of the league is vaccinated. I don't know if we're actually going to get to a hundred um, or, or close to it, but uh, the high profile cases are still going to make the most noise here until, until that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the big one, obviously, you know, especially with the Warriors trying to come back with full full strength and also be a playoff team again, um, that was a major piece to figure out, especially with Wiggins. And, you know, it, it's – again, it's, it's, it's such a touchy subject, especially for what's going on in the world. And, you know, I, I, I just think the values of the league also is just kind of wonky. You know, if you're going to make everybody, you know, as far as staff, media, execs all get vaccinated, I think it should have been across the board. Right. But given. Well, that's a, Well, that's a, that's the issue, though, with the union. Right. The Players Association. Like, yeah. You can't just do right. that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's their job. And that's but, their job, by the way, that the union's oh, job is to negotiate yeah. here. Even if we no, feel they, like they, they would, shouldn't. They would be on crazy point. to just accept that. Yeah. Like, that's not good union practice. Right. For sure. Yeah. Right. But I would love to see them negotiate into a mandate, especially because, you know, arena workers don't get the choice. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they're not going to like missing a game check for an arena worker because they don't want to go get a vaccine is not an option. And so if you're just like the flaunting of it, it it just I don't know, man. Well, here's my here's kind of makes people look like an asshole issue with it. It, And Trey, I'm curious what you think on this. Like the league has been both very vocal about this and very passive aggressive 
in the way that like, at least in the terms of like what's going on in New York, Brooklyn, and San Francisco with the local mandates, right? The league has kind of like put their hands up and be like, well, this is a local government thing. So we have nothing. You have influence. Like you have influence. You have, you have conversations with these local governments. Like you, you have all these things that you can do. They're kind of like plain dumb. And while I think the league has been very good and very progressive with a lot of things and including like trying to be vocal to get players to rally around this vaccine and, and promote it. I do also think they're being kind of weak at times on just like the hands up. They're like, Hey, this is out of our control. So, you know, nothing we can do It's like, no, you could do some shit. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, you have to think of like, I mean, I don't fully agree with Draymond Green and what he was saying. Um, But I I try to sympathize with um, the misinformative. And also I feel like, complaining about it doesn't make a thing i think this is an upper leadership thing and right. if we just wanted it solved then we just do it you know what i mean like hey right. i don't care about a union anything retire if it's that if, if if it's that important to you you know what i'm saying like it's getting to that point um retire or you know void a ch- void a contract or something and i I hate that it's got to that point, but it's just kind of like, you know, when you really, and I got a chance to talk to another media member about it is thinking about, okay, say the players, the 5% that didn't get uh, vaccinated, the media has to wear a mask, right? Mm -hmm. The player doesn't. So think about you're interviewing that player that isn't vaccinated. Now, whether the contract tracing or, or whatever, and they pass their test, but they still have, lingering symptoms or something like that and they pass it along you put everybody at risk still and those situations Mm -hmm. that you have to factor in and a lot of people don't think that hard about they look at it as not my body my choice thing but they look at it as oh you shouldn't be peer pressured into doing anything that you don't want to do or you're responsible for yourself but it's not a responsible for yourself thing when you're in closed facilities when you are sharing spaces with people you know what i mean like it becomes a bigger problem you know what i mean like because the vaccine isn't solely a cure but it lessens the symptoms and i think that you know if the nba clamped down and said you know what as far as game one this is what we're going to do and if you if you if you're against it cool sit out this year if you're with us come on just like how everybody got an option to go to the bubble Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way you should right. be moving forward with it. But instead, like you said, they're putting their hands up and they're saying, well, if it's not in the state, that's that's kind of on them. Because I was very yeah. disturbed in media day that that was the first question. We barely got to basketball. You know, what I mean, like and, and it sucks that we're at this point, but it is what it is. You have to be right. Yeah. you. Ha- I mean, you have to be considering some of the hesitation with like that. When it when it means at least in like in for three teams, well, I, the Knicks are 100 percent vaccinated, I think. So it doesn't really matter for them at this point unless they made a move. But um, but when you consider like dudes are going to miss work, right, because of this and some some high profile guys are going to miss work like that's that's why that's why it becomes such an immediate topic on on media day. And and it's just like, I don't know, I, I thought Draymond's comments the other day about like well i it's not my place to t- talk to andrew wiggins about and trying to get get the vaccine you know he made some convoluted example about like you know it'd be like telling him his 
you know, the mother of his children's going into labor and he can't miss work. It's like, no, it's nothing like that. Like that's, it was such a horrible example. And, and I just think like, look, man, you're either a leader or you're not just because, just because you say something, you try to educate. Cause you're right. Like I think complaining about it isn't going to do anything. It's about education right. on this stuff and giving everyone the mm-hmm. right information to make their decision. And from the sound of some of the comments, I'm not convinced everyone's got the right information to make this decision. And so with, with Draymond, like, yo, you want to be a leader on this team. Part of that leadership is having a tough conversation that you may, that, that, that you need to have with players who are, who are choosing not to be vaccinated. Now, now Andrew Wiggins is choosing to be vaccinated. So, and, and like that's that, where it backfires that becomes on Dre yeah. because it looks like you did all that for what? Do you know what right. I'm saying? Or in a situation, right, exactly. or you're in a situation of like, kind of like, if you if you ever want to change somebody's opinion or you want them to change their behavior, take away their back. It is what it is. Yep. Threading their money. Yep. Uh, hey, whatever the reason, though, I, I just uh, look, I'm glad he did it. And I think that I, like I respect million, it because it's very easy. Like it's, it's hard to be dollars. so <laughs> but it's hard to be so publicly wrong like yeah. that, too. Right. Yeah. That is hard. And and so, like, I, I'm done. I, I don't want to well. make fun of him. Right. Hey, listen, I don't care. Yeah, like, I don't it's, care about being wrong about one, that. It's, it's if, I was, less, if I was on the wrong side story. of history for public health, yeah. I'd, I'd feel like that's a little bit worse. And so, like, it takes a little, you know, you got to check your pride at this point for some of these people. I mean, you know, this is this guy's famous and made this stance and then went back on it. It's great. That's fantastic. And so I'm glad he did. But um, I, I'd like to see all these guys do it. I'd like to see everybody in the country and the world do it, too. So if these guys would start, maybe like you said, Trey, like maybe more will follow. I think more I'd also will like because to hear the Wiggins. NBA made it really hard to be unvaccinated. Like yeah. you got you got to stay in your crib. You can you can only leave your crib to go pick up your kids or go get groceries. Well, New York gets a little bit that's more. That's it. Or go to, go to the practice facility. All of a like you have guys dr- shopping for groceries at a club. You know. Yeah, because just like hey, <laughs> produce section, baby. I mean, the, the state is the state is serious here. You can't eat at restaurants. You can't you can't do a lot of things here without showing your vaccine card. So, I mean, it is what it is. I wish the rest of the United States moved this way, but also I don't want to turn this into a you know a COVID related pod and get back to the sports, obviously. But yeah. um, hopefully, you know, by the end of this week coming, that we have some major changes and we can move forward and, and, and kind of go on like the WNBA. You know, having ninety nine percent. Yeah. And I was going to say real quick about Wiggins, just to get off the topic. If I'm, I, I assume the reason for getting vaccinated, like you guys said, is the money. But if he actually did learn something um, and that changed his mind, I'd like for him to come out and, and say it. I think that would be helpful. Yeah. It's not that it's his responsibility. Um, but if that is indeed the case, I'm just, man, why not? I'm so sick of all that. The, like, I get it. And, and you're right. It's not his responsibility. Man, you got a platform. No, you I know, agree. Like, I, I would I, use it. I yeah, just, yeah. I, I'm, I was, I'm just disappointed when a lot of the, the, and not just athletes, like just any anybody of influence, right? Anybody of influence with a big platform, you have a chance to educate on site. Just because you educate on a subject doesn't mean the people who are against it end up changing their mind. But at least take right. that shot, right? Like yep. that's that's Agreed. the issue I have with it. It's not your job to convince people to go the other way. But yeah, man, like you, you, you have a little bit of an obligation to use your platform for a better thing. 
And that and that's my you. and that's no. my issue with the whole with the whole thing. I'm not asking you to convince everybody. I'm just asking you to to try. Do yeah, your part. Do your yeah. part. Like that's what this has all been about. Um okay, how do I how do I how do I transition here? I'm trying to think of a clever way that it's not rude. You. <laughs> trying to think of because I there is a way just, that just I want to do it. There just is a way that rude. I want to do it, but it it's a little insensitive, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, oh, and I don't trust Jade to edit it out if I say, you know what? No, let's go against that. So uh, <laughs> I'll text you guys what the transition was going to be, but we'll just say, hey, guys, do you know that Zion Williamson loves New Orleans? And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Loves oh, New Orleans, and so there's wow. been a lot. There's been a up lot that. of obviously innuendo about him making his way to the Knicks, right? At some point, because he was gushing over the idea of playing in Madison Square Garden, um, and and loved playing in that building and loved the atmosphere and everything. And everyone's like, "Well, you know who plays there? The Knicks." So let's get Zion out of New Orleans. Let's get him to New York, and then on media day. You know, he made a big point when someone, I can't remember who asked him, but somebody asked him about, you know, the situation and wanting to be in New York and the, and the reports and wanting to be in New Orleans and everything and the um, relationship with David Griffin and all this stuff. And he lit up in a way where it was like, he, he said, oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Like, so I finally yeah. get to speak on this. And so, look, it doesn't mean that he's going to stay in New Orleans forever, but it is interesting to see the the publicity not turn but i guess the publicity emphasis for zion on by the way i love new orleans i want to be here i have a great relationship with griff like this is this is where i want to be i wonder how much of that has changed how much of that is just him not liking reports out there the way they are or or maybe like it's i don't know the willie green hiring or something like that that's kind of invigorated him to, to want to be Stan there. Van Gundy barking Doesn't at him have anymore. Stan Van Gundy yelling at him anymore <laughs> in that high-pitched voice. Like, yeah, Jay, maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's just the fact that he's like, hey, I like the people that are here now. He doesn't have to listen to Lonzo raps oh, every day. Oh, man. <laughs> I think, I don't know enough about this, but just from hearing stuff and I think Zion's always enjoyed New, uh, New Orleans. Um, I think he enjoys 
like you said, like I think he was being genuine. I think a lot of that kind of beef with Griff that's out there and him wanting to leave, I think that comes from people around him. Um, I don't, uh, from what I've heard, I, I think he genuinely is just a guy that just kind of wants to get up and play ball and give, if he wants to win, of course, and New Orleans has a little bit of time to get that going. But I, I don't, I think a lot of that hoopla has come from the people around him. He does seem like a guy who doesn't get phased by much and just always wants to just be happy and play basketball and hopefully stay yeah. healthy. I, I do think, though, that the Pelicans have been pretty badly mismanaged during his time there. Like, Hiring Stan Van Gundy and having him coach for a year. If you think Stan Van Gundy is the right guy, you need to give him more time. And if you don't think he's the right guy, you know exactly what he was going to be when he showed up. Right. Like there was no mistaking what Stan Van Gundy was going to be. <laughs> it's just, yeah. especially so, with a young so, team. So that's, that's a huge screw up and, and maybe it's good. They, they admitted, you know, this, this wasn't the right hire. We need to move on. But it, it just, screams of mismanagement and then i do question some of the roster decisions with lonzo and everything like that and i do question like whether griffin has actually done anything other than get super lucky with the zion stuff to move that organization forward so it's way too early to talk about zion's future because every rookie signs of max extension every rookie of that caliber ends up doing that and so he'll be there for years at least but i do think the questions about that organization will ultimately matter and and whether they they have time to fix it like they have years to fix it but they need to get that (laughs) roster right they need to get the coach right and maybe willie green's that guy um but they do need to show zion like they can compete and that that can be a place where where he doesn't have to to worry about some of the things he's had to worry about so far, whether right. it's Van Gundy or bad teammates. Or well, <laughs> it seemed like <laughs> some of the veterans didn't really want to be there last year. Uh, Zion can extend next year, right? Uh, he yeah. has done he, two he can years. sign his yeah, rookie yeah. extension so after, next year. Right? So yeah. right before next yeah. season. Yeah. And it took how long for Ben Simmons to sign his extension and then – all this stuff started where he was like well, that, trying to get traded. The, that was how long? That's the thing. A year and a half, right? two years? Like, just because you signed an extension. Yep. Like, you, like, Steven Jackson did it like 12 years ago. He signed an extension that immediately was like, yo, trade me. Like, I don't want to be that's here. Right. You I know? Like, I, listen, man. At this point, why wouldn't, if Zion wanted to be traded now, why wouldn't he just ask? Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. Know? you. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's he got to lose? Well, that's my thing. Is like, so the idea that, that this guy wants to leave. And with the way that the league has been, I mean, every agent now is pushing the envelope. It, like Clutch kind of really like <laughs> showed some of the old school agents that you don't have to do everything behind the scenes. And now it seems like every agent's kind of following the, a similar blueprint there where they were just doing stuff. You know, it would be a lot of back channel stuff and now more stuff coming out publicly. But at this point, man, if you're if you're a player of a of the caliber of Zion Williamson, and you're on a rookie deal somewhere you don't want to be. Haven't we seen that players can pretty much do whatever they want? Give it a shot. Right. But that's the thing is I, I actually genuine, genuinely believe him. I think yeah, he wants exactly. to be there. Like, and, and yeah, so, I do too. Yeah, and so that's, that's what I'm the, saying. That's yeah. the thing too is like it's weird how the Pelicans conversation has gone post Anthony Davis because 
a mediocre ass team lost Anthony Davis. Well, not like, I mean, they traded him away because he wanted to be traded, right? And they got a great return. And then they got, quote unquote, lucky in the lottery and ended up with Zion Williamson, which, you know, a little, uh, some, some heads turn when that happens, right? Um, <laughs> when that happens within a week of each other. But, um, but it's funny to think like a team, a mediocre team lost Anthony Davis. And every single year since we've looked at it and gone, ooh, are they a playoff team? And part of that is how like dynamic yeah. Zion looks like he can be. And shit, man, he averaged 27 in his second season on 60% shooting. Yes, he has some issues it's on average, uh, like 21 points per game in the paint per night. Right, exactly. Well, like, right. I get it. He, he's got some Zion issues on, you know, with like defense and everything, but good yeah, God, sure. he's getting 27 a game and he's barely, he barely knows what to do in an NBA game. Like that's how good he yeah. is. And he's picking up stuff. They're not no, running he, plays no, for him, just, by the way, nah. he's picking up all these points just yeah. off field and, and just yeah. dominance, man. Like that's, the, that's my big thing here is like everybody keeps pointing to Zion and it's like, no man, I, I really wish Zion would kind of point at some of the people on his team or maybe Zion should say, Hey, I, I'm not sure what our front right. office is And doing. so I like I I did not like their offseason. I think they were the lowest grade I gave in those uh those assessments for the for the reviews, but not a Devontae Graham guy. Well, I mean, I like guys who can I'm gonna tell you this do now. Anything. They about to stink. Zion gonna have some good numbers. <laughs> he gonna play yeah. he gonna play some games, but he's gonna miss a lot of games. I think the Well, I, think I mean the he had the foot surgery like games. already Footser, like right? that's dangerous. Trey, that's a worry. I get there, like he'll be fine by the start of the season. Maybe he will, but he had foot surgery for a dude. He that got an MV path for me. Like, yeah, like maybe. Embiid is like I think I it's ninety-eight percent participation the first time in his career. I feel the same for Zion. I think Zion's gonna play ten years, but he gonna have them them ups and downs just because of his you know trying to get his body right. Like, but he his numbers when he do play, oh my god, he gonna be twenty-five. Yeah. Oh, they're ridiculous. 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna it's gonna be high field goal percentage. He's gonna be effective, but it's gonna be keeping him on the court. It'll be very Blake Griffinish. Yep, keep him on the court. That's the only thing you want to keep him on the court. But if you can't keep him on the court, it don't even matter about what the org front office need to be doing because he also has to meet the middle way. He can't complain. Right, he can't I'm be going. I want to be somewhere else. They, I honestly, man. You know, New Orleans. When you sit and think about it, it's almost like every everything they've done since they got Zion has been a fumble. Yeah. I mean, g- give me one good move that you guys can just think of. Mm. I-, I can't. Now they did. I mean, Will- Willie Green, Willie <laughs> I mean, Green might be that did, move. They Will- just got Willie Jonas. Green might be that move. Um, Willie Green. And that's, but that's the other thing, right? This is Zion's third year. It's his third coach. Like you, you can't have instability yeah. like that. And so I, I think they got worse from a talent standpoint from last season to this season, but I'm open to the idea that the fits are better. And with Willie Green coaching them up in a different way, in a way they actually embrace, I'm willing to like, uh, like consider the idea that they'll be improved just because of that. But you're still looking at a lot of young dudes trying to learn how to win. And that's hard. I, I was going to say, there's also some of that. They're going to, they might get some of that young guy, the internal growth, right? Like we all think about Zion, but man, I, I think Nikhil Alexander Walker mm-hmm. has got a good, ch- got a good chance to, to actually play big minutes for them. And I think he's going to be a guy that if he's playing well, that's way better for them than whatever they I'm were going to do with him. Devontae Graham. And so you talk, you talk like, they have, yeah. I, I'm not ready to say this is a team that's going to be in the play in, but if they are, none of us should be shocked because of all that stuff you just yeah. laid out, man. Like they got a new coach that probably understands what, what's happening here a little bit better. 
at this point, you know, because he's been in the league uh, the last few years. And then, you know, so hopefully some internal development from Zion and some good health from Zion. I mean, that would be the biggest well, and thing. And also, Valentunas can really play. Uh, like, yeah. he had a great he he's year good. last year. I just don't know how he's going to fit with Zion. Yeah, like, but maybe you can stagger. I mean, I he's going to at least be able to space the floor a little, a little right? bit. Like, so he's at least going to be able. I mean, like, he shoots, really he shoots a little bit, but no he one shoots. guards him. So that's the difference. Like, he's you don't not space a the floor. Shooter, no though, one's right? going to guard you there. Like, they want you to shoot that. So yeah, I, like, I don't know. And he's, he's not, not a bad, bad shooter. shooter he's not a shooter anyone's worried about. So it does, like, like the spacing does, and they're not running. Here's what might be the biggest thing is that Zion doesn't need space. No, like. I don't yeah, think it matters if Zion has space. <laughs> yeah. He is going to score 20 points per per night in the paint, no matter what. Yeah. That's it. Like, you're not going to keep him away from there if you have all five guys defending in the paint. It's just not going to happen because he's too big, too strong, and has mm-hmm. too great control over his body. And he's a ridiculous finisher. Well, so so that might be, that might be what him- saves that combo is that Zion doesn't need space. Maybe that's just as easy as yeah, it is. It, it, you feel like the defense is going to be bad still. Yes. I, like, I don't think that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think I that's going to be. I don't think Valanciunas and Devontae enough, Graham so. are going to fix what was there. But I do think that right. Willie Green has a chance to teach to get through to them better on that end. I think, right? I think it's going to be a lot of teaching, Zach. To be honest, I think this year is oh, going to be sure. like new yeah. offense, flashes of a few things. They're probably going to shake the roster up some more. They're going to make some more changes of some stuff that didn't really work for some guys that they paid for. And, you know, I don't I don't really count on this. If they do get in the plan, cool. But, like, honestly, I, I, I think that keeping Zion healthy is the main goal and then also yep. hoping that Ingram can re, reconfigure how he got to the All-Star team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. to find well, his Well, no, his numbers weren't that I just, his numbers I just weren't pulled up their roster. Yeah. I, I love Brandon. I just pulled up their roster. They have a lot of bad players, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I, I knew they had a lot of bad players. I don't know if you guys were aware. They also have a lot of bad players. The roster. It, like, well, it's alarming. They have they have guys with high potential. So, Zach, they have guys with they high have potential. guys that could help other teams. Oh, I don't like you. I don't like. I mean, you're right, but I don't like the way you put that. I mean, it is what it is. That just it is. It just made me sad. But, no, but yeah. when you but when you really think about you mean guys that could go be role roles. players. Think about other teams that are uh, collectively. Like I'm saying that are collectively haven't been good but if you put right. some guy on a contending team they like everybody could use josh hart right? exactly like yeah, you know, right. those type of guys like you know what i mean you look at it and be like all right well yeah, we could use him i think i'm i'm also the biggest herbert yeah. jones fan in the entire world i don't know what that means <laughs> R- rookie zach no, I know, I know, I know who I know who he is. I'm saying I don't know what that means. I'm the biggest <laughs> Herbert Jones fan in the world. What is, I don't. Maybe the like, maybe the only Herbert Jones fan in the world, <laughs> like outside of his immediate family, probably. <laughs> I just, I just think he's an awesome, awesome defender. Uh, he looked nice. Will, I like. Yeah, and no, will he, be he can from play. day one at the NBA level. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but yeah, he like, not I, help I, like long, I like his long, I like his long term prospects. Yeah. But the interesting thing about them in the play in tournament, right, is all right, we can take um we can take San Antonio, OKC, and Houston out of it, right? Those those three teams are gonna be bad. Um Can we take San Antonio, Antonio out for sure? Five? They lost DeMar DeRozan. Probably. Yeah, I think man, you can like probably DeMar take was, them out. They lost DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gay. Like they still have some nice pieces, but man, they don't have that focal 
And Zach Collins, I think it, two five. Yeah. Zach Collins is like, well, yeah, maybe two five will do it. But Zach Collins is like <laughs> out until Christmas or something like that. So even the guys they picked up, like I don't know, Bad maybe maybe decent. Doug McDermott's gonna McDermott's decent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of like, like put the ball, put the ball in McDermott's hands and let's see what happens. The, how much Jay King loves uh, the Spurs roster. Um, oh, I my, do not love the Spurs point roster. Is, but let, how do you feel about Austin Reeves? I'm actually a big Austin Reeves guy. Of course he, of, of course, course you are. Decent. I, w- I wonder why that is. Um, but uh, the Thunder, the Spurs, the Rockets. I'm going to kick them out, right? Right? Like there, I, yes. I don't see it. So the conversation becomes: Can the Pelicans be better than the Wolves and the Kings? Maybe not. Like in yes. theory, they shouldn't be. But I'm not willing to like close the door on that. And that's all you have to do in order to make the playing tournament. You have to be better than those two teams. I think the Pelicans mm-hmm. have the best player of those three teams oh i don't know about that man if healthy carl anthony towns carl is really fucking good that's fair yeah he's he's really good good. no i agree he's really like it's it's easy for us to overlook better than him but not right now right the thing about and the reason we keep doing that is because he's so bad at winning basketball games right like they they just they don't yeah. win there. And so we now just but his, like his, he, his, he his, monolo- his monologue the, on media the team was sucks. like dead on. Like he's still, he's still, he's not absolved of, of blame. Yeah. He, he definitely has blame, especially on the defensive right. end of the floor. But when he broke it down, like, yo, I've been through these changes, these, and someone tried to, the interesting part of that was when someone tried to throw in, well, yeah. And what you went through with COVID, he's like, yes, but I'm talking about before that I'm talking about before the pandemic, right. the, the chaos yeah. that has been here. And like I'm the one that's yeah. here, and and look trying at what, to get through it all, and that's that's exactly what we were just exactly. saying about Zion yep. in in New Orleans. Like it's almost it's yeah. almost a blueprint, right? Like you look at all the the stuff that has happened up there. Um, I, but I think of those teams, though. I think the Kings probably are better than they were last year. I mean, I think De'Aaron Fox being healthy is going to be big, and um, you know they're just they're a little bit better than I think they seem to be most of last season. They started to come on kind of late. Did they hire um, a new coach? That, that's my expectation. Nope. Same coach. The second, the second, yeah. sec- same coach. That's, same the problem. that's the problem to me. Yeah. That's the problem. Like literally maybe the um, worst coach ever. No, 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 no. As someone <laughs> yeah. who watched some Randy Whitman years, I gotta, I gotta disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that was hyperbole, um, but Kurt Rambis as well. Yeah. The deep, I bet that defense is, is right down in yeah, the bottom like again. It, it, but that uh, offense but could be thing, pretty good. Well, that's the thing with New Orleans too, right? And I guess even the Wolves, like they don't have to be good defensively. If they're just mediocre, right? that puts them in a huge, huge advantage compared yep. to what they were last year. It's just, I don't know that I'm convinced any of those three teams can be mediocre defensively. And all those teams are like, they're all going to score. It, yeah, like, I agree with Zach. Like it's going to come down to who can be the best, worst defensive team right. of that group. Or... You know, Doug McDermott leads the Spurs and it destroys all these guys and it, and it doesn't matter. And Jay King is just having a victory Mc, parade over. Mc I don't know buckets. what. Yeah, McBuckets. Exactly. Uh, before Th- we. Thad Young. Yeah. Thad Young had a pretty good year last year. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Look at their roster, Jay. That's a gross ass that's, roster. That's be rough, dude. I oh. feel bad for DeJounte oh, I Murray. I love DeJounte Murray. I, I want I want better I too. Um, all right, before we go, uh, Sheldon Johnson is an Olympic gold medalist. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, mm-hmm. with preseason tipping off tonight. Uh, this being Monday, of course, because Yaka Purtle. 
Yuck. I might, is there a way to mute Jay the rest of this podcast? <laughs> um, I I want uh, I want one thing you guys are Joshua all looking. Joshua Primo lottery pick. Why was he a lottery pick? That what a I week. have no idea. He was actually that was. now. Hold on. Now that that's a little bit of strategy on their part, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, folks in scouting circles that think he was going to be a lottery pick next year, and they basically spent you know whatever it was yeah. what was the twelfth pick, yeah. On a guy that is going to be like a top six but, or whatever next year's class, so I think year. that that's you could have traded down and got. I know, him. I know. <laughs> but this is this is we're going to start seeing this. Lonnie I don't Walker. know. This is going to be another little thing that people do. Lonnie it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I do like Devin Vassell. Um, all right, one thing you guys are looking forward to in the next couple of weeks as we lead up to opening night on uh, what is it, October eighteenth or nineteenth or whatever that is. Chicago Bulls basketball. Okay. My man is fired up about okay. the Bulls. He's way Let's too fired up about the Bulls. What's it look well, like? That's all, so not that you're convinced they're going to be good. You just want to know what it looks like. No. I just want to see what the hell that looks like. Because it could be – they could be a non-playing team or they could be the five seed. They can't be the five seed. Uh, Jay, go. What are, what are you looking forward to? I want to see the Lakers, I man. I want to see how Russ fits in there. I want to see how that old ass roster plays together. I'm, I'm just, ex- I, I really want them I'm to be excited good. about the, the Lakers. I want them to be good. LeBron I, mean, and West yes. I don't think you have to worry it's about be that. Madness. I, no, no. I mean, I want, like, I don't want it to fail. Oh, like I'm gotcha, rooting gotcha, for gotcha. success here because it is so absurd. Jay, this it, team, like Dwight Howard, yeah, maybe. <laughs> in in the preseason game, 11, 11.6 rebounds, five fouls, a technical. Midseason yeah, form, guys. They are ready. worth a word. Didn't he shoot a technical free throw? They might win 25 in a row to come out of the game. Out. <laughs> yes, yes. It was peak Dwight. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. they are ready, man. And and I really, you know, I, I, I understand. Like, we're all kind of watching with a little bit of morbid curiosity because a lot of those guys are old. But if it if they're real if this works it's going to be awesome and we're going to love it. It's going to feel like we're you know we're playing. I'm not. 2K. I'm, I'm not buying the old thing. By the way, two K ninety eight. This is you're not yeah, buying this, the old thing because this isn't they're, this isn't nineteen ninety nine anymore. Like, this, the, have you seen Carmelo's off season workouts? The man moved his ass. <laughs> yeah, I follow I follow Chris Brickley on Instagram. He's yes, somehow I've seen still productive workout. at the NBA level because he's ridiculous. I saw so talented. Uh, no, but Jay, we, I saw a headline. I saw a headline where they asked Carmelo if he was worried about starting for the Lakers, I, and he apparently is not. And I was like, yeah, me either. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Neither on, one of us on, should start on, for the Lakers. On. We have updates in medicine and in training, and veganism exists now and everything. Like, the, the old guys yeah. can still play. I mean, Kobe was flying to Germany right, exactly. a decade ago, right? Like, we were, we were yeah, way like, past that. And steroids are really good now, too. No comment, <laughs> but yes. I, I People turn their I hands. Mean, really good, guys. Really undetectable, Cover too. Their eyes. Um, I, I just think, like, I'm not buying the old thing as much as I would buy potential fit issues or lack of shooting. But the old thing, like, man, they got a bunch of dudes. Yeah, they, they have they, a they lot of dudes. A, they don't have a seven man rotation yeah. that's old. They have a. There is no doubt in my mind they are going to be eight and nine after seventeen games, and everyone is just going to be criticizing them. Everyone's going to call them done and terrible and all this. And they're going to run. Out, they're going to run. And they're going to end up end up 
working on how to fit together and by the end of the season they'll be, yeah, go they'll be <laughs> yeah. I, I love the idea yeah. i think we should well, i think I, we should start pushing this, the narrative if they start off slow that losing jason kidd from the coaching staff is what did it i think it's what oh, we should oh no and so you well, see yeah, what happens no in dallas and we're yeah, all like yeah, how yeah, do the mavs miss the playoffs we'll ignore that part <laughs> let's yeah. We'll let that one burn by itself. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to de- derail us there, but I like I'm legitimately excited to watch the Lakers play because yeah. I, I just I don't know. It's it really is going to be gonna fun. Be I think it's going to be uh, fun. We have so much to figure out. It's going to and it's going to be look, the spacing is going to be terrible, and we're going to see some really weird stuff, and it's just somehow going to work. I think. Yeah, because they got three fucking superstars. What like, do you mean gonna be the fine. spacing is terrible? Yeah. They've got Malik in the Monk. pecking order. By the way, <laughs> you, when Malik Monk is going to play for them and. I hey think man. he's going to be pretty good. He you was pretty good last year. Over? He culture. Um, they got Kendrick Nunn in the Bix, you know? Oh, well, they've got they, – there's a clear pecking order here, right? Like this isn't like a bunch of stars getting together because let's be honest. There's not a bunch of stars. It's it's two stars and then everybody else no, who Russ used to be a star. star. Russ, was, so, Russ, was, Russ was amazing. I, I, oh, that's true. I just – yeah. yeah, he slipped my mind actually. Um, but – you've got three guys. And so you know who those guys are, but everybody knows whose team it is and everybody's going to have their role. And I, I don't know, man, I think it's going to be fun. Um, so is your, is your pick also the Lakers, Dave? Yeah, okay. it's also the Lakers, but, um, but more because I think if it hits, it is going to be some of the yeah. most fun. Especially when Russ, we have is happy. when Russ is happy and showing out, that's, that's a oh fun God, show. Man. Uh, Trey, what are you looking forward the, to in the next couple on. of days? Is Russ ever happy on the court? I didn't know so many people liked Russ. I'm over here sitting quiet. I'm like, I do not. I want to see Russ fail. Wow. Jeez. What? <laughs> what did Russ, Russ do to you? Oh, what the hell? Wow. Uh, from a basketball but I'm saying, what did Russ do to fan, you? Yeah, James, yeah. Not in life. James just I wants just to watch Russ and Vince and DeRozan mesh. Tough crowd over here. <laughs> He's like, uh, finally, the, nice to finally the USC is back together. DeMar, DeMar <laughs> and, and Vucevic are, are, are back reunited. That... They they rekindled oh, the eight man. seed from USC. <laughs> oh, I don't man. even know we're what seed they were. They Trey, were much better. Trey, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I, I want to see how the Houston Rockets handle adversity. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also curious to see how good the Denver Nuggets are going to be without Jamal Murray. Um, I like that one. And lastly. And how good will it be with Jamal Murray? Well, I mean, he's 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 basically put out. He's not coming back till he's ready to come back. So, don't. Well, I, is he is he even? I'm not yeah, even, I'm I think not he's out for the year. Being part of the team right now, like that'd be my guess. Wait, Y'all, are you hyped I, for I, Bones Highland? I, I, I love that guy is going to shooter in the draft since. Yo, listen, yeah, I, VCU guys, Charles like, Dela. Finally, got another VCU went, guy back. I'm pumped for that. Bones can be the starting point guard. Bones, <laughs> just let him cook. Well, we're gonna have a point guard controversy, right? That's yeah. that's what I'm rooting for. Don't disrespect Monty Morris. So, to someone's play. gonna someone's gonna hire a composite to like take a lead pipe to someone else's knee. And I would also <laughs> say, I guess, lastly, more so, um, how the Lakers. Uh, well, I'm I'm just really curious to have a focal point on Vogel and how he will kind of micromanage this this these lineups. Because I mean, I know yeah. they were they're they're planning on doing scheduled rest days, so a lot of guys aren't going to be playing back to back. So you'll get like a mix of the wings, maybe a Baysmore, yeah. Ariza mix, and then you might get THT and you know whoever else that they plug in right there. So <laughs> I'm just curious to see how this all goes because obviously, like 
this bromance between LeBron and Russ. And I don't think LeBron has ever played with Russ outside of an all-star game. So it's interesting to see who's going to take the backseat. Like Russ has not ever played without the ball since college. And LeBron has never played without the ball. So it's interesting, even with Rondo. So like is, is I don't think in year 15 or 16 for Russ to flip a switch all of a sudden. And I don't think for year 19 for LeBron to flip a switch and say, I'm going to do this. So I'm very curious, but I do think that they're going to, you know, make it, make the playoffs. And I'm, I'm not thinking of anything like that. I know a lot of people have them winning because on paper they're the champs, but yeah. um, you know, this game goes down to health same way how we looked at yeah, it last year. Sure. And um, I'm changing my answer, Jim by Jack- the way. Yeah, I <laughs> want to change mine too. I'm the Warriors are back. Yes, I like Clay's, not, Clay, Clay's not back until like oh. January or February. Oh, so when he gets back. Yeah. It's not going to be right away. Oh, okay. When he gets back. So when they're the 12th think, seed, they it is going games, to be. I mean, we already we talked about how the Pelicans might slide into the playing game. We're putting the Warriors at the 12th seed. Jay, you joked that they're reuniting the eight seed in the tournament, uh, USC Trojans. They, yeah. were, they were actually the 10th seed. <laughs> <laughs> they were 10th in the Midwest. That's, That's it. They beat Boston College and I, then they lost to Michigan State. Who else was on that roster? Hey, let's go. Uh, that was, um, let's see. We hit, Can I shout out Portland? We had, uh, we had Vooch. We had Taj Gibson. Dwight Lewis, Demar, obviously, Daniel Hackett was a player. Leonard Washington, Ooh. man, that was a I forgot good about team. Daniel How are they a ten seed? That's a that good team. team. Was loaded yeah. for a ten seed. Yeah, wasn't the Pac ten loaded that year though? Like, wasn't there a? I'm gonna blame that on coaching, bro. I'm trying to think, that's got it. Well, yeah, Tim Floyd was a coach, so I mean, that's yeah, that's uh, that uh, that, I'll explain it to you right there. Um, yeah. Pac ten, yeah, we had like I'm Washington, trying. and BC was a seven seed. BC was a seven, yeah. Was that Reggie Jackson, BC? That might have been Reggie oh, Jackson. Yo, this, or, or Jared yo, this Dudley, Washington BC. team, man. Isaiah Thomas, John Brockman, Quincy Pondexter. Oof. Yo, this had some players. Justin Holiday, John Brockman, man. That's a blast yeah. from the past. And Stanford would have had the Lopez brothers that time, right? That's around the same time. That must have been, right? Is this, I feel like the Pac-10 had that run that year. I feel like that was UCLA, the year. Oh, man. UCLA, Josh Shipp, Darren Collison, uh, Drew Holiday, Malcolm Lee. Man, they had some players, too. Is this good? Is, is, is 2009 Pac-10 basketball good podcasting for the NBA? I don't know. I don't Hell know, man. No. I think oh any my John God, Brockman gosh. talk is. Any jo- well, Brock this monster? You <laughs> kidding elite. me? I covered him his rookie year. Whoo, That guy. That guy was a lot of fun. Shit, man. Arizona State. That was James Harden. Jeff Ayers. That's about it. But those two, they're good. (laughs) Right? (laughs) All right. I'll give my answer real quick. Uh, I'm one. I want to see Jalen Green. I love Jalen Green. I oh should have known oh, that yeah, was going to yeah. be Zach's Jaylen, answer, man. Jalen Green, Green Light. We'll just name just him that because, yo, man, this dude is going to shoot dude, like 38 He's going to shoot 30 times a game, and I know I don't think it's enough. He needs to shoot every time down the floor. Uh, him and him and uh, uh, who's the dude? Josh Christopher. Yeah, yeah. I like both those dudes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, those are those are my kind of players. So I'm interested to see who's that. The dude? Who's the other dude I like? Alpern Shingun. Yeah, I like him so much. I like him so much. I forget his name. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then uh, Anthony Edwards. Man, I want to see year two Anthony Edwards. 
Like he just, yes. man, he's so fun. Oh yeah. Got better every would, month, man. Look, man he, every I month, his dude. second he got half of the season was good enough for rookie of the year. Like it really was a lot yeah, closer. That than guy. Me. And look, I don't know. Yeah. Now you guys know there's only one guy who content I care about off the court. And that is Anthony Edwards. I heard he grew. Allegedly, allegedly he's offseason. taller. Um, right. He also, he also got a dog yeah. and named it Ant Jr. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, see, all right. So this guy is going to, he's going to be MVP. most improved. Yeah. MVP. And the, and, first and the team all NBA. <laughs> taking the Timberwolves the to the playoffs. Because <laughs> as great go. as you yeah. can be, nobody I mean, can fix the uh, Those were the two most perfect I, Zach I, picks ever, by the Jaylen way. Jalen Green and Anthony Edwards? Yeah, man. <laughs> they yeah, are. They're yeah. so great. Thanks. Yeah. I am sad though that the Rubio, Anthony Edwards, uh, were split up. Yeah, I, but you that's, know that's, that's a bummer United? because I, I thought that Mickey was pretty Rubio good all Kevin year. Kevin Love, second unit, Cleveland Cavaliers. Look out, two thousand thirty. Is Kevin Love going to play? Like what? what is, gonna what's going to happen this year? Why would he play? They got like Markinen and Jared Being Allen. Being a professional basketball player seems like a fantastic job. Yeah, man, you hit it big, you can just coast. That's what I would do. Imagine, yeah. imagine being fine with your team putting the money in escrow. That's how that's great it, it is. You know what? That's the real flex <laughs> to two five, and that's what the, you know what. Just for the end of this podcast, because he was like, "You guys can put that eight million in escrow." Ben Simmons, there, I said it. All right, let's go. That's gonna do it for the uh, this edition of the Basket Buds Athletic NBA Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the Athletic to get all the best coverage of sports on the internet. Make sure you subscribe or follow on whatever your respective podcast platforms are. Leave reviews that are positive and, uh, and just be generally good to each other and good to the podcast and good to the athletic. For Trey, for Jay, for Dave, for James, I'm Zach. Keep locked in on the Athletic Podcast Network. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.